It's not getting it, getting it. Uh, welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Search for the Law Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can like us on Facebook, follow us uh, on Instagram, uh, and get the news from us on Twitter. You have received your invitation, and welcome to the party, and be sure to tell a friend. Uh, I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. We have some returning champions today. Uh, first, we have Dave Elliott. We like to call him Big Dave. He's the owner of CMP Construction. And we have our own personal brain mass, Brian Massey. He's a market analyst for True Media. And of course, making her triumphant return. <laughs> we know you missed her last week. The anonymous female. Because she doesn't want you to know her name. So, we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, today. And today's show um, is uh, called Misinformation Nation. Um, how uh, Facebook and other social media, for that matter, uh, helped influence a presidency. Um, we won't probably be so literal, but, um, but I did have a few things that um, I really thought was interesting, some stats about um, Facebook in particular, but social media and stuff that we want to share. We're going to get into um, a good discussion. I am sure uh, uh, King of All Data himself is uh, chomping at the bit to talk talk stats about something because we rarely do a show that's kind of <laughs> based in the stats. Um, but before we get there, uh, let's get to some RIPs. Um, now, this is an odd RIP, not because... You know, I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to miss him so much. But um, here's somebody who had an impact that's going to reverberate um, on their section of the world, definitely in the world at large, that passed this week, uh, Fidel Castro. Um, me personally, he has not actually ran Cuba for a while. His son has been, but it's basically been the same regime for quite some time. Um, I am now hoping that um, we can see way to a regime that is not oppressive and, uh, and possibly we can uh, travel there and have some tasty mojitos and be able to buy some Cuban cigars in local stores. That's, that's really what I'm looking for, mojitos and cigars. Uh, so before, before I go on to the next RP, does anybody want to jump in on Fidel Castro? Well... I think you got to be careful how some people want to state what Fidel was. He was not a Stalin. No. But he was very oppressive. He killed people. He, 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 these people are not good folks. They are very repressive in their regimes and total control. Their lives are not lived as, as the rest of their comrades are. Their lives have lived fairly well. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it goes back to the Aurelian stories of where, you know, certain animals are able to walk upright and certain ones don't. And it's the elite class. And that's, that's the real problem I have with it. You know, you have 
you state that you got decent health care for your for your people and all these things. I've heard a lot of different stories on this, and and they're able to do these socialist things for them. But really, what did you do to your people? Why do people want to leave your island? Why do people want to come to the United States? Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean. the bottom line of it. it <coughs> if you have such a cool place, nobody's going to leave. If you have a really cool place, nobody wants to stay out away from it. Yeah. And there's the difference between the two of them. It really is. Castro should never, ever be put on a pedestal of any kind. He was a brutal dictator in the, in, in the, in the Latinos' ways. I mean, a lot of Latino countries you know, were, uh, have, have had these brutal dictators over time. And it kind of contradicts some of the stuff I say about the Middle East where a dictator works very well because they have so many different factions. The yeah, dictator yeah. kind of keeps all these factions in line. They rise up too high, you wax them. In a small country like Cuba, there aren't that many factions. You're just oppressing your people. So, the, not totally against a dictator in some ways, but in some ways it works better than others, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's always funny. In history, you've had situations with dictators that were actually truly beloved by their people. And then you had others where, like in Cuba, like they're kind of mandated into nine days of mourning. <laughs> you know, it's not so... And I'm sure that there are some Cubans that, you know, that liked Castro, but obviously there were a lot that didn't because uh, a lot fled Cuba when, uh, when, when the time came and when the opportunity uh, came. And, you know... You know, I always think of, you know, the movie Scarface and you had, you know, ultimately a bad character, but the reason they were all leaving Cuba was because of Fidel Castro. Right. Just not forget, when he sent the boats over here, he sent a bunch of insane and, and, and violent prisoners on those boats. Oh, absolutely. He, said, he sent the stuff to us. Yeah, he was just like, tell you what. <laughs> you, you want some folks? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I'm not giving you my best. And that's where it was. And Raul now says uh, he's supposed to step down in 2018. So it, it'll be interesting if the uh, reins of power in Cuba get handed down to a younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you see some general that's 75 years old step into it, don't look for much change. Yeah, no. It's not going to happen. Not at all. But if you see somebody in their 40s or 50s... Um, no, I'm not a huge fan of Obama by any stretch of the imagination, but that charismatic type person. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll never criticize Obama for his enthusiasm of what he believed in. Um, it's not what a lot of us believed in, but he had a genuine plan and he worked hard to execute it. Well, maybe Cuba can get somebody that's kind of in between like that. They need somebody that's, they, you can't take that country total out of communism and throw it into capitalism and be no. total chaos. Yeah, it would be complete chaos. But you have to have, or a Gorbachev mm-hmm. would be a great example. You need somebody that's like a Gorbachev yeah. that has some, you know, brings forward some new toward. ideas yeah, and starts toward. to initiate a slow change. Yeah, and that's, that's what I would wish for Cuba, that they have a, a change that is controlled so that it doesn't go totally chaos on them. Yeah. Brett? Anonymous? No, I don't. I mean, I... No real thoughts on it anyway? Well, I mean, no. 
honestly, <laughs> growing up, we didn't talk a lot about politics mm-hmm. in my in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you think, what was it, eight years ago? Right, is when you kind of stopped really participating in a lot of that. Oh, a lot yeah. of the government over there, and so I guess it would have been eighteen, then eighteen to twenty. So I should probably know more about it, but I just. Nah. My wife wants me to go buy one of the cars. Oh, yeah. And we'll get yeah. Kip to fix it up. I mean, you, you like did, he doesn't have enough to do already. You got <laughs> you to figure you have an entire country that's been stuck in the fifties. Yeah, literally stuck in the fifties. So they've been driving the same cars, and I mean, literally the same cars. And they need to. They are the best but old school be, mechanics but they can ever because. In the fifties, you could still work on your own cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and they should uh, they should film fifties based movies there. They do. Oh, yeah, see, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just every car on the island is from the fifties. <laughs> but Cuba, Cuba does have some movie industry there. Mm-hmm. But the and thing we watched. It'd be really interesting what they get into. We were watching. Um, I want to say it was House of Lies when they were talking about kind of going there and establishing like commercializing Cuba yeah and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one thing like it, it's all you know um, kind of fairy tale-ish to us because we haven't lived that way and it's kind of like what's going to happen when or if they do get yeah. to see how the rest of the world is and yeah you know I do they even have internet I don't think they do uh, barely barely like, barely like, yeah they can they cell can, phones they can buy barely. Uh, that's it's just, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like we're going to see, potentially see like this baby just rapidly grow up. Right, I, I got to say from, from a data perspective, it yeah. would be fantastic to do analysis on it, if they're going to throw media, like uh, advertisement and stuff at it anyway, mm-hmm. to do research on how effective it is to someone who's never been around. Who's never been around. Or, because... I mean, we see billboards all the time, for example. Rare, think, rare. Right? rare. And now, I mean, well, now I, you don't even really, probably, I feel like I never really even notice what's on the billboard. But if there were, if it was the first time you saw one, you're probably going to know exactly what's on that. No, well, and but I, I want to measure that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they have fast food there. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't, yeah, how I don't, would I, they? They haven't allowed a lot of I that in there. If, if they do, there aren't any American companies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's just going to be kind of sad and exciting. To my knowledge, there's been no fast food. If you want to get something to eat, you know, it's you got to go to a cafe. You go to a little cafe, and and the food is basic. Yeah, I kind of envy them. I mean, they're going to yeah. Actually, most of the people are going to cook at home. Most of the people are going to cook at home because they don't have any money to go buy anything. Mm -hmm. About it being a fairy tale to us, because can you imagine? Being able to eat Chipotle again for the first time. <laughs> at least you awesome. pick a semi-healthy. You got to tell me, like, you, you got <laughs> yes, pay extra for the guac. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, do it. I'll yes. say this much: <laughs> you know, I've traveled the world fairly well, and when I traveled, I wasn't in tourist areas. I saw the poor people of the nations I traveled into. Mm-hmm. I saw that they were poor. But most of them were contented in their lives because that's all they've ever known. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. That's well said. To see them embrace new technology would be almost like our grandparents have been gone for 20 years 
all of a sudden being resurrected and stepping into our society now. Oh man, they're they're they would come out of the grave and go, "What is this?" It's like <laughs> it's maybe almost, the first time they saw a big sixty-inch flat-screen TV. Oh yeah, it's almost like, are you going to use your powers for good or evil? Yeah, <laughs> and that and that's kind of what it boils down to. And I yeah. guarantee you, that's what our ancestors would say to us. You know, yeah, I, I think I think a lot about my grand my grandfather. My grandmother probably cared about as much as she cared when she was alive. I always think my grandfather he passed in eighty or eighty one. And I was just thinking of all in the grand scheme, that's not that long ago. Oh, it is. But, but all of the massive technology leaps forward in technology yeah, since yeah. he passed, like even just even rudimentary cell phones, like 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 everything. Well, and that wasn't really, like, really popular and available to everyone. No, it wasn't I mean, it was, it was available to uh, wealthier people, but it wasn't until we were somewhere between 18 and 23-ish yeah. that we had internet mm-hmm. that we could actually get to. Yeah. Cell phones, pagers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think when my grandfather passed... It was probably pagers, probably, and not everybody had pagers. Yeah, that was say, really, I can't even imagine that wasn't an everybody like thing. That 80s. was you either thought you were important or you were a doctor. I, was, I got a bag phone <laughs> in '92. Yeah, I was just going to say I don't think people really had bags in '90s until no, I had late. a I had a huge. It was probably this big you had the cell phone. It no, it wasn't the, thick. It, no, well, you I had mean the it thin was thick brick. compared now to now. I mean it was about that thick. Yeah, you had to have brick. And it would heat up really fast if you were on it more than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Touch screen. But I remember the bag phone. I got one. I got one installed. My mom in, had a bag phone. I, I got one installed I in my that. truck, mm-hmm. and that was like the coolest thing because it literally came With off the, the stem. Yeah, and the actual <laughs> on, car on the phone. other side of my stick shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the phone was mounted here, and then they wired it all up, and you had an antenna on top. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, car it was phone, it was yeah. big like a. Well, I, and, like uh, a punch phone, not, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. dial phone, and but like a punch phone now. You know? Satellites and Wi-Fi and, I mean, all of that, you know, like, MP3, uh, shoot, CDs for Yeah, that CDs, yeah. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, when you really well, think we had back. some 3D back in my day. We had, there was 3D back in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. So they would go to the movie theater and give them the red and green glasses. Now, with one eye, I've never been able to do well, that. Well, back in your day. I, I, I did it one time, and all I had was a red glass, and I said... <laughs> What are you guys all excited about? I don't see see shit. Yeah, I guess you. I remember seeing Jaws 3D with the red and blue glasses. Mm, You need both. You need both eyes to work. Yeah, yeah, it don't work with one eye. It just (laughs) kind of screws you. You know, I I tried to fold them in half and get two of them on one, and that didn't work either. So I gave up on it. Sorry, I I made us go off track. But I mean, that's just. Yeah, just so many things. Even beyond the political aspect. Oh, yeah, just, just so... Sad just and These are just life aspects. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this year, I'm not, yeah, I haven't even touched, like, politics. I was just thinking, you know, my, you know, my grandparents who, you know, are probably one generation from sharecropping coming up from Mississippi to see, you know, a black man as president. You know, like, that would be mind-blowing for them, you know, and uh, so, you know, it's, you know, way off, way off topic, but it definitely... Well, that's an interesting topic that we need to turn around and and envision. We need to talk about our ancestors sometime and, and what they saw in their lives and 
what they how how maybe they would approach our lives today and what they would see and how they would accept it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be at least a subtop down yeah. the road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That'd be an interesting topic, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it wouldn't be political. No. No. We, we can quickly make it political. Which <laughs> we, we, can make, well. we can make it political. <laughs> On this podcast, we can make it political. Yeah, that'd be interesting, too. I wonder how how different generations view importance of their ancestors. Just to actually, be that's, honest, that's, feel, actually a really, that's actually a really good question. Because I feel like it's not near as important to... Mm. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just thinking... So is Rihanna, is Rihanna considered a millennial? Not because she's no, she's whatever the next generation. So what? What are you saying for the deaf old cop? No, how, how they perceive the, the internet? Important, no, the uh, importance of the their, importance of ancestor. Like, of ancestors. Ancestry, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that would be an interesting. It'd be interesting to get a couple different people in there, see what their view is on it. Um, as far as ancestors go, to me, they're everything. Yeah. Because I can tell you every morning. I say my prayers, and the three things I, I thank God for at the end is I thank Him for my my dogs, <laughs> my ancestors, and Jesus Christ. Right. Those are the three things that I thank. Then I, that's the end of my prayer, because my dogs have always loved me no matter how bad of a mood I was in. <laughs> my ancestors have given me all my base. Mm-hmm. I go back and, and look at their thoughts and their teachings and what they came through and all that stuff, and Jesus gives me love in my heart. Gen Z. What's that? Gen Gen Z. It's like oh, millennials and Gen Y are the same. You have these are several names. We were Gen Gen Z or iGen or Centennials. I never heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. I like that. I kind of I think I've heard Gen Z before, but no. That would make sense. uh, Yeah, podcast land. uh, The generation after millennials. We were asking that question. They're going to call them what? Gen Z. Generation Gen Z. Z. Generation Z. Generation Z. Or Z. I-Gen. It should have an E behind a Z. <laughs> it should be a long Z. Or centennials. Mm. Okay. All right, so uh, just a couple more uh, RIPs before we kind of really get into the meat of the show. Uh, one, uh, a rest in peace to uh, kind of America, one of America's mothers, uh, Florence Henderson. Uh, yes, the mom from the Brave Bunch has uh, has passed away, and uh, who who was a little bit of a body gal. Her real personality, she was a little bit body. Mm. You know, she she had she had uh, she had a, a mischievous, a little bit uh, flirtatious streak to her for sure. And she was an interesting woman. She was an yeah, interesting yeah. Woman. And she still looked damn good when she was 75 years old. Yeah, I she still had legs. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that. I was really surprised. I said, wow. You know, kind of like her and Tina Turner. The no, couple, yeah. couple ladies with some fine legs on them at an old age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, last but not least, we've got uh, Ron Glass. Uh, I remember Ron Glass. Yeah. He, was that, he, he played a great role on that. Yeah, he was, uh, which I know Brian uh, will still, when I say this, still won't know what I'm talking about. Uh, he was the black guy on a TV show called Barney Miller. In the he was also on Firefly. He had Fish. Yes, yes. Fish, Fish was on Abe Vigoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was a Abe Vigoda, for those in podcast don't know. Look at that. Google they it. probably watched The Godfather. I assume most oh, yeah. people right have seen The Godfather. Oh, absolutely. Well, Abe Vigoda was in the first. 
first group of the, he was a, it was a good fella and the godfathers. Mm, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anyway, those are people that I noticed, uh, anyway, passed away this week. Um, so let's get into misinformation nation. So first thing, um, I found, uh, online a few facts. It says 17, <clears throat> excuse me, powerful Facebook facts, uh, for marketers and advertisers. And, uh, and it's got me to thinking about these stats in general. So the user stats, uh, 1.44 billion monthly active users, 1.25 billion mobile users, uh, 936 million daily active users, and 798 million mobile daily active users. I mean, if you really think about it, and these numbers as, are as of quarter one, 2015, uh, if you think about it, uh, those are really staggering amounts of people that you can get get or push information to. And this is amazing to me. Um, what is that? To put things in perspective, Facebook now has more active users than China's entire population. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, and like that's a that's a bizarre amount of people that you can push information to. And I, and I want to say that from a stats perspective that. If you look at this like sampling, because anytime someone gets on Facebook, they have likes that they go through. I like this company, you know, I like this band, all this stuff. They can easily put a profile together for you for marketing, which is exactly what they do. It's how they make money. Mm -hmm. And with that, with that many users, 1.44 billion, that's plenty to basically be sampling Earth. Yeah. And saying Earth has. And they can do this probably with that that many that they could be almost a hundred percent accurate on the Earth's population and its opinion on things, which is very terrifying. And that's actually. so you um. And that's very terrifying. See our our previous article, social media demographics for marketers. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, um, this is <laughs> this, this is probably awesome. fascinating right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the next stat says that the, the average American spends 40 minutes a day on Facebook. Uh, 34 minutes on Tumblr. Okay, wait, wait. Back okay. off for the old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Tumblr? Uh, it's uh, It's a social media platform that's based on pictures. Yeah. So kind of like Instagram. It's, yeah, it, it was before Instagram. Yeah, and so, pre so it's still internet-based and not cellular-based. Like, Instagram is kind of based for your phone. Okay, okay, okay. Although you can go to Instagram online, but it's really for your phone. You can now phone. go to Tumblr okay. on your phone, too. You can. You can. Yeah. But, it's, but it's still so, a, so, it's so, a web So people based. use Tumblr to send pictures of themselves? Mm, it's No, it's kind of like a repository, I guess, of mm. your pictures, and people can comment on them and like them. Yeah. And, so it is know, just but, like Instagram, but... More for a desktop. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, people... I are, can't look it up. I like, I used like to know that. a lot of bands that their websites would be Tumblr's because... They want to get out what they do to their to their comic yeah, with their Yeah, so you get out there and there's some cool picture of them doing some cool thing or some cool thing that they bought or some cool thing that they want or some cool uh, picture of them performing at a show... And then people, you know, could comment on those things. And so that was always uh, kind of interesting to me, the, how you use Instagram. But, okay, so 40 minutes on Facebook, 34 minutes on Tumblr, 21 minutes on Instagram, 
uh, 20.8 minutes on Pinterest. Don't believe that, that at all. No, no, don't believe that at all. Pinterest is a product-based type site, correct? Where <laughs> I'm going I'm to gonna, gonna build something in my... I built a nice bookcase in my house. Mm -hmm. And I can take a picture of that cool contemporary bookcase with all my cool stuff on it. And I'll send it out and I'll say, hey, I'm cool, yeah. I did this. And so they can like me on Pinterest and... It can even be product-based. I'll let the anonymous female explain this one. Help, help me on this. I, I'm kind of with Dave. I don't understand this. Pinterest is a... <laughs> it's girl porn. Let me it just say not... that. <laughs> let me say that. It okay. is not girl porn. It's pretty close to it. It. There are men that use it too. It sounds but I'll very tell you, Here, I'll tell you this is, uh, this is kind of a snapshot of how you could use Pinterest. So... I'm just going to use a girl analogy. You need to. I'm going to have <laughs> you a baby. You are a girl in case you didn't notice. I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to, I want an idea on how to decorate the nursery. I want baby shower ideas. I'm going out to Pinterest. I'm putting in baby shower ideas. All these things come up. Make this diaper so, cake. Make from, this. Are, are they from other Pinterest users that um, have done different they things? They can be. They they can be, but it's generally product base companies. One, like you go stuff. out to the internet and you like, I love this recipe for coconut macaroons. This is the best recipe I've ever seen. I've tried it. You take that URL and you say, I'm gonna pin this. So it pulls up pictures from the site. You pick the picture you want of the coconut macaroon, and you it you put it in this nice little board that you've created so scrapbook and it wait, then goes let me masculine it up for a second because i see both their faces are still confused so you have a bulletin board at work you know just a cork bulletin board and you've got you know all your thoughts and ideas about whatever you want to you want to save those just like subjects so you right so you pin them up on that cork bulletin board Okay. Well, basically, that's what Pinterest is in a digital form. And then you can go search it. Yeah, yeah. It. it's it's a really a place for you to keep ideas and... Keep it, and share. Know. Okay, now yeah. I'm female. Did you make those coconut macaroons for real? Um, I've not found a recipe on Pinterest. I already had my own recipe. You should have pinned it. But, I, I mean, I can't... You can, but unless... You have, you know, you're really well known on Pinterest. I mean, there's people well, that have well, let me hundreds ask you another and question. thousands well, of followers. Maybe that's What's the coolest thing on Pinterest that you ever found that you did for real? Oh, gosh. She actually finds really cool stuff on Pinterest. I'll I'll have have to to take a that's why I'm trying to get I'll to the bottom I'll have to take a picture of it. Um, I made a picture frame for him out of cigar wrappers. That'd be cool. And yeah, it was actually really there's cool. There's a picture that I took of him up here where he's... Smoking a cigar and drinking, leaning you know. against this hole in the brick. And yeah, and he. Uh, well, no, he was. I was think I was probably on that side. Uh, actually, anywhere. I think you were on that side. But um, that for, picture's in the frame. For podcast land, Mario likes a certain corner in this particular bar, <laughs> and he's been there so long. There's actually an indentation, so I had to uh, get a little sign made up said Mario's corner in there, and that's where so that's where Rio hangs. I yeah, sent yeah. you, you know, like the stuff that I was reading about introverts. I yeah. found that on Pinterest. Okay. I find all kinds of, like, my daughter had pulled her 
gluteus medius muscle. And I went out there and found stretches she could do to yeah, help the pain. Yeah, that's probably one you wouldn't want to Google. That would be weird. Well, I didn't even know, like, <laughs> that there was even three muscles and, you know, it was, anyway. Uh, I it's, feel like it's There's all kinds of, there's actually men's fashion out there. There's, um. I feel like as a male, though, it, it feels very, it feels very feminine. I'd like to know the. I actually. And I, don't um, know, I don't even know why. It just sounds, I don't you can, actually, you can actually follow people on there, too, if you like the stuff they pin. And there are several guys that I follow, and a lot of what they pin are, like, <coughs> Star Wars stuff, art stuff. Um, you know, if you like to cook or you want to learn how to cook, you can go out there and see. I mean, you don't. Well, the coolest thing a guy can do, you want to have a good night, and you know what I mean. Cook something up nice for a lady. Have her to your place, cook her a nice meal, wine and dine her a little bit, and you might get lucky that night. <laughs> Just saying. I'm sure you can, <laughs> you can search that on, on Pinterest, which apparently <laughs> should take around 20 minutes. Yeah. No. I think that that, is, that has to be like a, an average because you've got people that get on there for five minutes and then people that are on there like me. Well, Sometimes when I'm hour. really bored, like we'll be watching TV and during the commercials, I'll just get on Pinterest and look around and pin stuff. But, but I mean, I, I have a whole board of men's fashion. But I think that's the point is that's how much time their eyes are met with. Yeah, maybe well, it is. I can hear it. Well, for me anyway. I mean, I, I think they're probably all minutes. averages, all yeah. these numbers. And so and so, Facebook's forty minutes. Mm -hmm. Tumblr's thirty-four. Instagram at twenty-one. Mm -hmm. Pinterest at twenty point eight, and then Twitter seventeen. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, Twitter and Snapchat are basically really? the same. I mean, same. I, have, I don't get. Um, yeah, I've never even Snapchat, heard of that. Yeah, Elo or Snapchat. Elo. That seems like a lot of time, considering how. Fast spend, things happen. I tell you what, I've, out of all these, I probably spend more time on Snapchat than any other on this list. Yeah, well, now I will say that this, well, this that list is also was done generational. in 2015. So I think. Well, it should be more then because probably, Snapchat think, was really popular then. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I Snapchat's know. similar to texting, you just pop stuff back and forth. Kind of, but it only lasts for up to 10 seconds. It, yeah, it doesn't, you it, deletes itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know what Elo is. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. Elo? Elo. And people, apparently, apparently people are on it. <laughs> more, than, more than LinkedIn, so... Brian's going to go research that one. There we go. However, I am on LinkedIn. All right. As a businessman, LinkedIn does me some good. Okay. I'm, I'm able to post, you know, how many crews I'm working. I'm able to post my my political appointments and the different things we've done. And, and, and if we worked an interesting project recently... I can put up pictures and do different things like that. So it does help promote my brand. Mm -hmm. I like and LinkedIn as long as they keep it from turning into like a Facebook. I don't well, like getting on. There, there has been some of that I've noticed where there's some yeah. comments in there. It's kind of like, really, guys, that's, yeah. this, this is not the appropriate place to, to post this. This is more of a business site. Let's yep. talk about your business and everything. I don't need to know about what little Johnny did right, right, right. You know, the, the night before. All right, let's, uh, let's push through a couple more of these stats. Uh, so I, I think this was kind of a no-brainer for most of us. Uh, younger Facebook users have significantly larger networks than older users. <laughs> um, which, which, which goes to me because my Facebook is under my name, mm -hmm. and I have not opened my Facebook in over three years. However, my wife 
Okay. He uses my Facebook every day <laughs> under my name. Now, and, and she had a good reason for setting this up. Because when she was working at the bank, she says, I don't need the bank knowing anything about me, personally. In, in a corporate environment, and she was right. You know, um, we actually got on my niece, who works for Swiss Re, a big international company, insurance company, mm-hmm. and they're posting pictures with their tongues hanging out all over the place and drunk or snot at a bar someplace. And we're kind of like, you, know, you kind of maybe need to rethink this a little bit because companies look at, companies look at Facebook they do, to see they do. what you are. And, and you need to remember in Facebook you what you comment on and, and, and who you are well, you should doesn't probably. hurt to reflect your personality and the fun that you have. But don't do it in, don't fit your embarrassing situations well, on Facebook. A lot of companies have social media policies now. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize. You work for a company that does. I yes. Think, yes, I figured they did because I know who they are. But you, most companies have adopted some type of social media policy. You, you need to have and some it, decorum on it. Well, it, it even says in the policy your personal stuff can. can they can, can mess you, can you, up be, you can be let go for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... Which is crazy, but... I've never felt... To me. Even, even... I've never felt that social media is the place to express my strong opinions. I don't on either. On I don't. Unless I'm, like, really for, like, food at a restaurant or something. Like, this is the best restaurant I've ever been well, to. I'll post uh, it. It's oh, all yeah. non, that's, I mean, non... You know, um, non-confrontational. Yes. Stuff. Yes. I feel like that is... The, well, and I have a lot of family that's religious. I have, you know, my young cousins that are on there. You know, and, I mean, I take pictures of my friends and stuff when we're out, and we share them, but I don't post them on Facebook because that, well, I mean... <laughs> wait, well, I think this gets us a little bit to the point that gets people stirred up is that, uh, you know, you put on an article out there that, piques people's interest and all it takes is one person to comment and say yep i'm all for this or i'm all against this and then that that uh causes someone else to, to jump in and say well, no you're wrong exactly and it goes back to keyboard my courage. best friend dw we we've come to this he will post some stuff sometimes he he he, he, can, he really works hard on his gay issues he's very engaged with them and i don't have an issue with that but sometimes he goes a little far out there and so my wife will point these things out to him. And our rule is I'm either going to text him or send him an email if I got a comment saying, hey, man, <laughs> really? <laughs> you, need to, you, know, you need to back it off a little bit. And with this, DW is very political and everything else, too. So and passionate. This, this, is how, this is how him and I will go communicate. And, and I'll say, well, wait a minute, you know. This is not exactly what you want to have out there. And sometimes he'll disagree with me, and other times he'll agree with me. He knows that it went too far. But, you know, I, I, I love him for his passion on, his, on, his, on, his, uh, on what's near and dear to him. I will never back him off of that, but there's places to put it on and places not to. This is one that you may be able to explain a little bit more. Being our, being our data guy... <clears throat> It said click-through rates are higher for custom audiences than, uh, than Facebook Exchange. This is according to the research from uh, Kinetic Social. Click-through rates for a website 
custom audiences uh, are um, outperforming those on Facebook Exchange. In December 2014, the average uh, click-through rate for U.S. retargeted uh, display ads run on uh, website custom audiences was 1.25% compared to 0.12% uh, on the Facebook Exchange. So, I just as as a a as somebody who wouldn't fully understand, um, I th I think people understand click through rates, but you know when you talk about custom audiences and stuff like that, it, do you kind of know what they're what they're talking about? Um, I'm looking up a little bit closer here because I'm I'm curious myself, but I think we should start actually with you know what 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 actually means a click through rate. Because, uh, you know, with the way that um, ad blockers work these days and that sort of thing, it's a little interesting. So the, what a click-through rate means is, first of all, there's a thing called impressions. What that means is some sort of advertisement was put in front of a user. So this is looking from a, an advertising agency's perspective. We, we got an ad in front of a user. That is considered one impression. And a click-through rate would be, is, would be when that user clicks on it okay. and takes them to that ad to clicks it. on the advertisement takes them to wherever wherever that ad is supposed to take them which is which probably is how Facebook makes their money Facebook well yes went so it's a little complicated because these these advertisements come through what's called a campaign so I think you have two companies um, that are selling the same thing Say they're selling phones. So you have Samsung and LG that are trying to sell a phone to a certain demographic. So they both say, I want to target this same audience. And that's when they go to Facebook and they say, here's the audience I'm trying to target. And Facebook can come back and say, well, we know exactly who those people are. We'll put these ads in front of them. But those two companies now bid against each other to get that ad in front of that audience. So the only time, whenever there's an impression, that's when that... Um, that company is charged. So LG would be charged for that impression, for whatever they bid. And if they bid higher than Samsung, then they'll get that ad in front of them well, and they will be charged. So it's kind of like Google in that aspect, where yes. Google's always after you to you pay us more money, we'll get you higher and higher on the page. So that when somebody Googles you, this is what comes up first. There's two, two, there's two different sets of things on Google. There are, there are AdWords, which are actually the first two links you'll see when you Google something are actually advertisements, even though they look like right, they're right, the right. results. And those are done the same way as a bid for the companies. They're which bidding even, for whatever Which even phrase. come up on my email. There's always advertisements at the top of my email. And there, there used to be ones on the side. I think they've removed those. They don't do that anymore. So in here it says it's good to note that Facebook is only desktop, that they're... Um, ads aren't supported in their app. Oh, and yeah. the other one um, is supported by both. And the reason I wanted to go there is it gets right to uh, what topic of the show really is about in, in Misinformation Nation. So you get these uh, advertisers who are more and more savvy about um I should say you get these users that are more and more savvy that they're being advertised to or that they're being pushed something. So what's 
what happened, and this happened heavily in 2016, and I know it was happening before that, but it, but I noticed it uh, really heavily in 2016, was things were starting to be disguised uh, almost to almost look like just a post that you would find in your regular kind of Facebook stream of posts. And, and there are no laws against it, so I think that's part of the problem. Exactly, is, which is which is, is. Is this what some of the media started to get on Facebook about? Yeah, yeah. And it's not that Facebook itself is doing it. It's because it's it's because it's not illegal that anybody who wants to pay for the privilege um, really can push whatever they want to push. So um, if there's a story that says, uh, you know, you know. You know, Trump uh, Trump slapped an old lady and called her ugly. It's probably not true, but if that's the agenda you want to push, they could push that. Or if you know Hillary, you know, you know, tri- you know, tripped a rival and he got hit by a truck. You know, same thing. It's and and the and the because the posts look authentic. And the news looks authentic. A lot of people are falling prey to the misinformation, which is the basic thing of the internet and our news that we get from it. That if you're only getting your news from your Facebook and your internet, yeah. if you're a millennial. So I'll, I'll pick on the millennial for it because they're they're the ones that seem to do it the most. Am I correct? No. Uh, well, I think that, well, who, who, well, does, who does see not in my not in my experience. Like on my page, um, it was a lot of people that were older than me, right? Well, and that I think were sharing. Well, well, my question is then, you know, I read the paper. Yeah, I watch CNN. I watch Fox News. I watch MSNBC. Yeah, because I don't get my news from the internet too right. often. I have I have an internet site that gives that sends me an email. And, and it's more conservative. It's interesting to read through it. I'm able to filter out a lot of stuff because I turn around and I get a lot of different information from a lot of sources. And then I have a very multicultural, multi-device uh, group of friends and people that I know. So I get all kinds of different opinions. Right, right. Which, mean, not, which means not that I can, like that. which I can mean that I can form my own opinion, mm-hmm. right or wrong. Exactly. From because I go out and get several different sources of news. A lot of people, though, they see something either either it's an ad type thing, or um, you know, you may be interested in this because you've done this other stuff, or one of their friends um, puts it on their page. They see it, so they share it too. Instead of stopping to think. Is this true? Or reading it, or seeing where it came from? They just react. To they it. immediately post it with their because it's something that they already somewhat believe. So, yeah. oh well, this just proves what I've been saying. I, and, I and I've been guilty of doing this and sending something to DW, and and he'll, he'll turn around. And he's a great researcher, mm-hmm. and he'll turn around to go to all kinds of different sites and say, well, you know. Snoop says this, or this site says this, and it, it's not totally factual. I go to Snoop's a lot. You know, so it's it's rather it's rather interesting. Even though I think Snoop's can somewhat be somewhat 
to their own opinion that I've noticed somewhat, not very much so. Like a little bias? Yeah, they're a little bit biased. Do you agree with that? Well, they usually tell some? you. I do. You snoop a lot. Do you think there's someone a little I, I bit I don't biased? think so because I think that they say this appears to be false or this is false and this is why. So they give you a very you know, yeah. It's not always black and white. Like yeah, they, yeah. You know. And there's some half truths. What that? Why you would call half truth in this? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I I want to back up for a second when we were yeah. asking about the website custom audience versus Facebook Exchange. So there's a there's a significant difference between the two. I mean, it's small, but it's it's significant in the sense that it's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. That Facebook Exchange uses cookies, which is why it's more of a desktop based. So right. it's on your website where you've been, where custom audiences attaches an ID to you as a user. And that looks at maybe the different things that you are interested in in Facebook, for example. But what's interesting about that is if you consider, they talked a lot about these closet Trump porters. Right. Something like Facebook Exchange, if it uses cookies, may be able to find those because it can tell you've been to these other websites where maybe you wouldn't post anything on Facebook about it. But you've been to the websites, and that may be a... So it pushes But there are things that you can do on Facebook that you can say only I can see this. So it's, there's things Well, that yeah, but then why would you post it? I mean, that's... People do, the, though. You don't know? You haven't seen it? I know people that do it. <laughs> okay. But, but I just, I find that a little interesting. And then, you know, we were talking a little bit about the fake stories and the fake news and, and, the, and I think the first thought is, yeah, millennials probably only get their their news from the internet and that sort of thing. But, you know, I grew up with this. It's, I feel for me, it's really easy to detect when a news site is complete BS. It's easy for you because you actually think. Hey, what's going on podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party podcast. The majestic restaurant and Pinter Gas Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The Jay Rieger Kansas City Distillery, Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Boland. Managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently, wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. Not everybody, and I don't mean that in necessarily a bad way. I'm going to use Mama Massey as an example. People don't always, the, the Onion is a perfect example for a long time, people thought that was a real news site. I love that that site. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, the onion <laughs> is hilarious, but, but it's not but, news. Yeah, but for the longest time, people did not... And, and, I mean, when you have names of sites that sound legit... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of... What was the one that they said, the Denver or something or other? Oh, That's yeah. That's probably your next topic. Yeah. Um, um, but I do... I, I Losers... I do oh, think I'm you're sorry. right in that millennials, uh, having donkeys? grown up with this technology, we're used. To, I mean, we're used to used detecting to be, those things. I mean, think about those fake download buttons all over the websites, right? Yeah. Download here, and you know that's not it. Why do you know? Well, you just know. You, you kind of tell by looking at it. I don't know how so to explain it to like my mom. Getting your in, your information off the internet isn't the thing because if you still go to credible sites like. CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or, you know, if you actually go to news sites or newspaper sites and get your information, that's one thing. But believing everything that you see on the internet is another. And I think, I think you, you said it right earlier. It's 
more experienced generations that are are getting caught in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, like I, you can say older. It's not necessarily more experienced. Well, it's well like, I, I think it's I, I, I think it's generational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's I don't like, think it's younger and older that gets caught up in this. I think people my age read certain things and they get caught up in it just as much. Absolutely. You know, it's because you're hearing what you want to hear. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's where it really comes down to, which actually takes me to the next thing. Uh, I found this thing on the New York Times website. It's talking about the hoaxes, fake news, and misinformation we saw on Election Day. Uh, so, some of the hoaxes. Um, uh, da, 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 da. People behind hoax Twitter accounts uh, were very busy. Meaning, da, 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 let me... Uh, one, there was a breaking news, the first Florida election poll numbers that were released um, actually uh, weren't real. You know, it, it, took, it took way more time to, you know, get some of those numbers. The problem comes in in that you're getting some of these things and they're starting to bleed into real news. So, like, stuff was picked up by uh, CNN or uh, it says here... Uh, that Rudy Giuliani said that we cannot let blacks and Hispanics alone decide the election of Hillary. Everybody deserves a say. All others, all others, head to the poll now. You know, um, and you know that was uh, found to be a, a fake thing. It just, it was just put out there, and people read it. People were like, "Yeah, I feel that way," and they ran with it. And and I think that's where where it's starting to get. Dangerous. And it could be on both sides. It yeah. could have the opposite effect. Where the blacks and Hispanics would say, well, screw you, I'm going to go out and vote. Well, absolutely. But I think the problem is everybody's reacting off of misinformation. <laughs> well, uh, and you everybody, said it, including Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it earlier. People, they, they want to, they see what they want to hear, right? Or, they, you know, they, they agree with it if it's what their opinion already is sort of leading towards. And with this advertisement, um, with these ads and, and all this research and Facebook, they know who to target to get them to lean a little bit further that way. They know if they put this these types of articles in front of this certain demographic, it's going to take off. And the, I think on top of that, part of the problem is it was just a few weeks ago we were trying to do fact-checking in some of our, uh, when we did our mock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was too hard to find what yeah, is the like truth? actual, well, no. yeah, real information? Well, well, oh, rat, 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 you know, everybody bangs on Trump about his Twitter account and stuff like that. He said plenty of stupid stuff, but he did connect to a bunch of people. Yeah, no, no I'm not, that, I don't that went out and voted for him, <laughs> and, and it was that was a rather interesting aspect that I didn't even think about. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, he's not the first one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, no, 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 uh, I'm not yeah. saying, but it, I'm not saying he's the first one by any stretch of imagination. And Bernie did too. Um. It happened in 2008 when Obama started his yeah. campaign. He was the first one to use really social, social media. Yeah, to really it, use social media. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. It, these, these politicians have figured out that yeah. this is where they, they have to go and try to reach different people. Well, but the, I, but it's, it still goes back to making sure what you're, what you're replying to, responding to, reacting to, um, or reading is real. And true, instead of just truly being a reactionary and just immediately within seconds, I have to reply to this. 
No. It would no be a nice service if the government were to provide a... Oh, this would be hard. I don't even, I don't even know if I want to say this actually out loud now I'm thinking through it. My <laughs> initial thought was, it'd be nice because I don't know who else could do it, but to provide some sort of site that could give a, like a credible rating. Like they kind of do for colleges, right? Colleges become credible Oh, yeah, colleges. yeah, you know. But do that for sites is... and just provide that on a government website that says... Yeah, but even if it's just everybody like some, has an opinion, even if it's some, like you say, type of, uh, you know, if you see it on the site, you're like, oh, okay, this is real stuff, you know, and yeah. versus, but you have to earn that seal. Yes. And the problem comes in, we're in a digital age where things will be hacked, things will be duplicated. But that's why I'm saying you, you have a site that you like a dot dot gov. Oh, that you go that you to. You say, is this on there? Yeah, is this real? How many people would not trust that the government was? Well, that, and that's why I said when I went down this thought process, I'm like, well, I that probably that, wouldn't work. You, you would have to use thought. a. You would have to use some kind of a, kind of like a Price Waterhouse Coopers or. We should make or this Cuba's Ernst first Young priority. Let them take it. <laughs> that Cuba building. Yeah. And make and, and make them pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Make them pay for it. Uh oh, you so you were talking about the Denver something and this it was the Denver Guardian. Yeah. That sounds um, legit. They ran and it sounds like a legitimate but site. But it's not. But, it's a hoax site. And they, and they ran a story on the Saturday before the election that an FBI agent connected to um Hillary's email disclosures had murdered his wife and then shot himself. And I remember <coughs> that. I remember that story going around Facebook. Yeah, and it was a uh, and it was a complete fabrication. Um, the Denver Post uh, uh, found that found out that information and and put and put that out in the in the in the in the real world. And uh, you know, and and, and there's been uh, a lot of that type of thing you know I, I could read several others but you know uh, the next little point says that flyers were distributed to trick a lot of college students it says the the banger uh, daily news reports that um, there were flyers left on campuses of Bates College in Maine telling students that if a they, college uh, Bates Bates yeah that if they wanted uh, to vote in Lewiston um, they would have to pay to change their driver's licenses and re-register any vehicles in that city. Of course, that's hoax information um, for whomever to, to try to discourage, you know, those college students from going to the polls. Now, you know, I'm not saying by any means that this can happen exclusively on one side of the fence or the other. Uh, what I am saying that it is really dangerous that this is starting to be a thing because it is really affecting our uh, our go ahead uh, it's affecting our election process go ahead this next one really really pisses me off oh, I, I feel like if you are an actual elected official you should have to lose your job for shit like that yeah. so what she's talking <laughs> about is uh, the next one uh, says a mayor posted a message from an incorrect with an incorrect date for election day. Uh, Jefferson Riley uh, says it, he's the uh, Republican mayor of Mansfield, Georgia, posted a message on his Facebook page. Remember the, remember the voting days. Uh, Republicans vote 
on Tuesday uh, the eighth, and Democrats on Wednesday the ninth. <laughs> you know, and 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 and, and, that, and like I say. <laughs> That hurts your head just to think about it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what kind of asshat does stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a man that should be voted out in the next election. Uh, oh, but he won't be, I'm Absolutely. sure. Not necessarily so. You know, you know, and I won't get into all of these, but, you know, I do feel like, you know, we're... Uh, I, I will give you one more. It says a tweet about a rigged voting machine in Philadelphia was shared... Uh, 11,000 times. Um, but it was a user error, according to uh, ProPolitica's um, election land project. So, you know, once again, just throwing out information that seems credible, seems like it's coming from credible people, but it's just complete misinformation. And, you know, whether it's coming out from the right or the left, it's affecting our election process. You know, the the real issue that I'm having with with it is, you know, and I've mentioned this before and I'll probably mention it again, but, you know, there was, uh, for, for those of you who uh, actually uh, listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you've heard me mention a movie called uh, Idiocracy a few times. Um, in the movie, there's, uh, there's a very regular guy and uh, and a girl that I believe was uh, I believe she was a hooker if I want if I'm being correct um, they wind up going to the future and when they get to the future um, they find out the horrifying fact that they are now the smartest people alive <laughs> and the uh, the like the the president is like a like an ex wrestler and not like one and not one that like left wrestling and then got really politically savvy. It looked like he like just stopped wrestling. No, like, he, he, like, but he was still wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or still wrestling. Yeah. Like he was um, just just as president. Yeah, but he was president, right. And and uh people people didn't drink water anymore. Like they when he was like, Can I get some water? And they were like, Water? Like wait, like the stuff in the toilets? Like they really like and they were and they were going through um like a worldwide, the crops were all dying, and they couldn't figure out why the crops were dying, and they had their best minds working on it, which, of course, uh, their best minds were idiots. Uh, and, uh, and what was happening was the crops were being watered with, uh, with basically Gatorade. <laughs> or whatever they were calling it was Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, and they and he's like, why would you ever? <laughs> but I have to say, I have to give the audience how stupid it really was because they were like, why would you ever water the the, the crops with with Gatorade? And their answers was, which is why I always say I hate when when you know when we were having the. Uh, election debates outside of this uh, forum with people and they would give uh, talking points as their reasons for why they were voting. Wow. And that drove me crazy. So what the people said was when, why are you watering the crops with Gatorade? They said because it has electrolytes. It hydrates. They, yeah, it hydrates. Hey, they have no idea what an electrolyte is, what it does, but they but but it had electrolytes and so they and and some corporation bought up the rights 
And so now nobody drank water. They only drank Gatorade because it had electrolytes. And so the guy who was a very average guy, not super smart by any means, he kept trying to tell them, uh, you have to water the, the crops. You have to put water on the crops. And finally, by a mishap, uh, water actually gets let out into the crops and they almost immediately grain up. And people are like, oh my God, you're so smart. You should be the president. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and it feels as if this, this is, we're sliding we're sliding closer this, and closer that means to, I could be elected this president. one Man. this one here on the socialist like, conservative platform yeah, exactly thank exactly. you and, uh, and uh, he did get one vote by the way ladies and gentlemen alright this, this one here I just want to yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead the CNN corrected a tweet from Mr. from uh, Mr. Trump which is kind of what I was talking about so he tweeted Tuesday that Utah officials had reported problems with voting machines across the, across the country. He tweeted that without, he got it from a, a, an incredible source, mm -hmm. and CNN had to address it that they didn't say that. Yeah, and which, is, which, is, which is what I mean. It's not only that it's going around for us, us lay people to see and try to sift through like, like our our government officials and the people running for office and like, like they're falling trap to the misinformation nation too, and and of course that only fuels the confusion that regular folks are having. Um, so anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me. We have uh, we really probably could dive much deeper into into this topic and and I think I probably will pick it up on another day but I did want to touch on a couple of other things um, uh, I, I have an extra party snack uh, okay let, let me let me do this real quick and we will get to the we'll get to the party snack because uh, I might be about to say it uh, so what do we think about uh, Jill Stein? Wanting to have recounts in uh, in what is it the three the three states she wants to recount? Uh, well, it's officially Wisconsin, and they're talking about she has till tonight to do Michigan and tomorrow to do Pennsylvania, or vice versa. Well, Michigan just uh, came basically ratified today, and Trump had won by ten thousand some votes. So, you know, Michigan was the last one to come in. Which I did see. Uh, so, which I, I, did think, see I think that if Michigan NPR. came in that late, they probably had a recount. Yeah, which I did see on NPR. Uh, you know, in order, in order for them to have that close of an election, they had to have a recount. But, uh, Mike? I don't know if they had any hanging chads or not, but hopefully they didn't. One other thing would be interesting is, okay, so what, what if we do this recount and we found out it goes the other way? Then what? Well, I mean, honestly and truthfully, if... Those, if all three states recounted and all three states fell the other way, we have a different president. I mean, because that would tip, that would tip the Electoral College uh, the other direction, completely the other direction. So, so, but Michigan's already been settled, so that's... But they haven't done the recount But yet. they had till tonight to, to close. contest it. She yeah. had till tonight to contest it. Right. But, but my question is... In, in past political elections, except for the Bush Gore, yeah, which was just Florida, 
Which is yes, Lord. Um, once the concession was made. No, they don't have to. And the concession came from Hillary. It didn't come from Jill. I understand who is, that. Who is the one that's actually, the Green Party is doing this. And everybody except for Good Morning America. Which, has, which gets back to the misinformation nation. Um, that everybody was saying that, uh, you know, you know, Hillary's calling for recounts when no, 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 actually no. Hillary's is not calling for she's actually, but everybody's She's up to $6.2 million dollars in, yeah. in donation to the Green Party of right. how much will be used and who knows how much of it will be used. Right. It could be used to fund the Green Party for the no, next election. No, she even made a statement about that after Trump accused her of not using it. They put it in a completely separate account to only be used for recount okay. purposes. So, uh, I guess, but but still, it, it, it's still it's still somewhat bothersome. It may be bothersome, but this truly is our political system. They have the right to do True. that. We, we had so a, it, and it, it's frustrating to people. They don't understand why she's doing it. There were credible sources saying that there could, there was potential issues in Wisconsin. That's why she started with them. So it, it whether it's her winning or not, and because Hillary has said, I'm going to participate too, so that all parties are represented equally, now it becomes, oh, she put her up to it. I don't, I, it's just crazy to me. It, it is a little bit crazy, and that's the problem with it, is that it just, to me, it's bothersome. Because we already have President-elect working to fit a cabinet in place. And all the things are coming down with it. And here we are, you know, almost a month after the election, and all of a sudden the pot's getting stirred again. And that's my point, is I was thinking, if we were to go through this and then say, it's okay, you know what, now it actually is Hillary. Do you think by making that change now that it would be more damaging to the country's health by yes. making that switch now? I because think of how passionate people are going to be even more... Because I feel like we've almost gotten to a point of acceptance through this. I mean, because it's been it's been a month, you know. Mm -hmm. It's been a, it's been several weeks. We have reached almost a point a of acceptance, and, and so then to switch that again and just kind of you know start that fire back up, and then I feel like sides are going to be even more passionate, if you can even imagine. Yeah. Well, what I hope is because it because it is it is our political process. I hope that they go through. They do these recounts. And, you know, once again, I didn't vote for Trump, but, and however the, the, the cookie crumbles with a recount, I'm okay. I'm fine with it. It's, it is what it is. What I hope is that if they recount, it still falls for Trump, that people calm down and figure out what, what their next thing is that they should be be doing really. It's just to be about the country. Yeah. Because right. so, we, I, we, we still are, and I said this in the last podcast, we still are Americans. And, and we do have to honor what the, what the system puts in front of us and try to do the best we can with it. Absolutely. And that's what I mean, is I wasn't saying swaying one way or another. I'm just saying, you know, do we think that that would, that would be even worse? I, I think it's just going to keep it going. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be worse or better. I think it's going to flip, and now the people yeah. that are like, you need to move on, are going to be up in arms and pissed off and God knows what. You know, just like, I don't think anybody expected... 
the level of upset that we saw. But isn't it December 15th is the official close of, yeah. well, that's of when the, the election? Quality, that's when the electoral college I mean, votes, correct? <laughs> which some of them can vote which one of the, one of the, uh, against their state. They one, can. One of the they Trump, get fined like $1,000 or something like that. So one, one of the Texas... Um, well, some of them did. One of the Texas electoral, I don't know, the judges, officials, whatever you want to call them, um, is a Republican. He resigned because he can't vote for Trump yeah. in Texas, which has 38 electoral votes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, you, you still have a lot of stuff out there that is... The electoral college is an interesting thing. Yeah. Because they don't have to always... Some states they have to vote, and some states they don't have to vote, which is state rights, which is fine. But I feel like, though, in a federal election, you everybody should have the same... It should all be, everybody should have to adhere to the same voting policies. They should have to adhere to the same, you know, rules for their, you know, I think when it's a federal election, yeah. it should be federal laws, not I'm going to do what I and, want And, in my and there state. are federal laws and there are state, state laws. laws trump so, federal uh, laws. Uh, yes, bingo. And, and that, I don't, in, in a federal I election, I don't think that that's right. I think federal laws should have precedent. Oh, excuse me. I actually agree that uh, I don't know if I agree that the Electoral College should be disbanded, but what I do believe is is just that. And on a state level, um, you you do what's right for your state. On the federal level, there should be one set of rules. It's a know? federal it's a federal election. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I, I'm I'm all about some state rights. And I, I think we need to have some state rights. If you want to have abortion in your state, you have abortion in your state. You want to have gay marriage, you have gay marriage. You know, these mm -hmm. are things that need to be state rights. And I don't think that the Supreme Court or anybody should have to judge on it. Yeah, but when you're when you're voting as a country for it's one a, thing, it's a federal it's a federal affair. Yeah, and that that's mm -hmm. kind of my thing. All right, so uh, my last thing um, that I that I had was. Uh, you know, um, not necessarily misinformation nation, but it is misinformation nation, uh, just the same, because it's just a claim that came from nowhere. Uh, it uh, came said, after the whole yeah, Trump, recount. Yeah, yeah, because it, could, because it started with the whole, uh, with Justin wanting the recount. Uh, Trump uh, claimed that uh, millions of illegal aliens... Uh, voted for Clinton, um, and of course, with nothing to uh, substantiate. Yeah, yeah. There's been there's been nothing to substantiate that in in any kind of way, and uh, and which you know gets me back to. I understand the uh, kind of plain talk, you know, like why people you know liked you know you know Trump because you know he. He, he 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 was a plain talker and a straight shooter and all of that stuff, but there does come a point where your plain talk should be based in plain facts. And what I truly hope is that um, our president-elect uh, and 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 I do think is going to come uh, is going to come hard and fast. Um, is that he's going to wind up learning some of these lessons uh, the hard way? The hard way, yeah. You know, because you know when 
it's time for him to actually take office. There's some things that are going to happen that he's just not going to be comfortable with. Right, know? because when, when that time, it's not going to be a him versus her. It's He's up there by himself. Yeah, no, it's it's you and these are the rules of this office. And, like, he's going to have to uh, give up Twitter. You know, he's like... He needs to give he, up Twitter. He, yeah, well, yeah, the thing yeah. is, though, he, <laughs> does, he doesn't realize it's not an option. Yeah, no, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like... There's there's a certain level of negotiation that you can do, but you, you're not going to be able to keep Twitter. You're not going to. It, the best you can do is hand your Twitter off to a White House staffer. That's the best you well, can. That's the best already, you can do. Yeah, they've already said there is a, a White House Twitter. You really account. can't even have your own like just cell phone as there, the president. There is a White House Twitter account. There's yeah. a White House Facebook account. There's a POTUS Twitter. Yeah. Whoever yeah. is in that seat is the one that kind of owns that. Yeah, but it's, it's not, not the president actually. Trump right. gives them his opinion. They spin it how they want to spin it and they put it out. And yeah, right. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, it, but and which that's... Which probably be the press secretary. And that's... Which, yeah. is, which is what the press secretary does. Yeah, and that's, that's too bad because I was kind of looking forward to Tweeted photos of Area 51. <laughs> uh, never going to happen. As a matter of fact... He doesn't have control over that. As a matter of fact, this is the funny thing. So, uh, before I... Before I, I, agree with, I agree with you. Before <laughs> I close the show. And this is this is one bit of information that, once again, don't know if it's 100%, 100% uh, substantiated. But I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so, when he went to uh, the White House and met with President Obama and... Uh, and they did all that, you know, right after the election. Um, a day or two later, he was actually supposed to go um, to the Pentagon and receive uh, the briefing that all incoming presidents get, and they, they kind of give you. What, which I was going to say, this this part of it is is substantiated. Um, uh, but he didn't go. You know, he he just he blew it off. He, the day that you're supposed to actually get the secrets. And the nuclear football and all this stuff, he didn't go. And I thought that was really kind of interesting and kind of telling of kind of how he's used to running his world versus kind of the harsh realities he's going to have to learn um, governing over all the people. Because in his world, if you don't want to take the meeting, you don't take the meeting. But... And there will be there will be some meetings that he can say, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do that. But you can't say, I don't want the nuclear football or don't tell me what's in Area 51 because because uh, <laughs> you're the POTUS now. You have to know. Can I throw my optimistic yes on that? Please. What I really, really hope happened was he stepped back and said... You know what? I don't think I'm responsible enough to have this information. <laughs> Maybe I'm not going to go to this meeting. And everyone says, I, just I think that's a good security idea. Advisor they, to do um, this. I don't know how right? many. Yes. And my defense advisor. I don't know how many meetings he was supposed to have had, but they <clears> said he, like, I don't know, like, they said he's only been to two security meetings. And oh, I mean, they made so, that so sound so. like. He should have been to quite a few more than that. Yeah, I still so say. I don't know well, what the. I think he was well, sitting well, there. My he said, take on that as a businessman is, did he delegate? Well, he that's can't the problem. Delegate. He, only that's the not president. something you can delegate. And, yeah, only you know, the president. Did he delegate to the people that knew something that would give him the information 
No. And, and, that, and that's hard. Well, I, I, I don't dis- <laughs> Well, I, I will disagree a little bit because I think that's how he's going to run his business. That he's going to. It's have not his a business, asset. though, and that's he, what he, he will needs approach to America get out of. as a business. Mm. But that's you know the problem. Right, right or wrong. That's right the problem, or wrong. Though. Right or wrong. That's what but he you will know do. what? On the other side, maybe he's saying this is a business, and everyone else needs to start looking at it that way. I'm not saying that's right, but that could be his mindset. Uh, maybe know, and, so, and, and, but there know. are certain things, and NASA, national security is one of them that you don't delegate. You know, you and it would be the best. I disagree with that. Nobody be, else can have the red phone. Nobody else can have the nuke code. But it would nobody be in the benefit of all of us if he did delegate that. Maybe to not it himself. would be, but you can't do that. Yeah, you that, can't rewrite think, what the president's job duties are. Yeah, I think that's that's what I mean. It's there are certain things that he's going to have to mm-hmm. do that. Um, he's used to delegating now. Used to delegating now, and and certain information that. Maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to know, but because he's the president, he's the the buck does stop with him. So he's the one who has to know. Uh, and and the reason that I believe this uh, wholeheartedly is if you think about it like this: when you leave the presidency, it's the only job that you uh, retain uh, Secret Service security for the rest of your life. That says to me. Not that they're trying to, because once you leave office, nobody's trying to kill you. Why? Why not would that? Not necessarily. Well, well, <laughs> the, well, that could depend on how horrible a president you were. But I will say this: uh, it it doesn't benefit anybody to assassinate a former president. No, but if they want to kidnap him to get information, uh, which is very possible. But it also says to me, and this could be a, a slight bit of my. Uh, uh, conspiracy theorists past uh, peeking up, it says to me that you now know too much. We can't let you just run around willy-nilly. You know, for for the most part, the, unless I, unless you trot them out for an event, or they get into uh, philanthropic work or something like that, what do most pre- ex, ex-presidents do? Retire to their ranch. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and I think I think there's a reason. I think you have to retire to a ranch somewhere because you know too. So you're saying much. maybe the Secret Service isn't there to protect them. It's more to make sure that things just stay just as they are. Just stay as they are. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast in the way that I end all podcasts, and that is with the uh, toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.